everyone. Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. I hope you all had a great 4th of July if you're in the U.S. If you're here, thank you for joining us. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. I'm so stoked because this week I was finally able to sit down and chat with everyone's favorite non-horror virgin from the podcast, The Horror Virgin aka Mikey Randolph. You probably listen to him every week so he needs no introduction, but we chat about how he got into horror growing up, what exactly Mikey movies are, and which movies he's most looking forward to seeing this year. We also talked about how his job as a mental health professional affects how he watches a lot of horror movies and who his favorite mental health professional is in horror movies. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated as it really helps people find the show. I think I've rambled enough, so let's get into my conversation with Mikey Randolph. Today, I'm joined by the co-host of one of my favorite horror podcasts. You know him, the one, the only, Mikey Randolph from The oh. Horror Virgin. So without further ado, let's bring Mikey on. Hey, Mikey, how are you? Hi, thanks for the introduction. That was too much of it. I was like, man, I gotta stay humble here. That was too much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This will be a fun little thing. I'm, yeah. like, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself in case they're not familiar with you? Yeah, uh, my name is Mikey. I co-host two movie podcasts with a couple friends. Uh, we do a horror one uh, called The Horror Virgin, where we make uh, our friend Todd watch horror movies. Uh, he had never watched them before. We're many episodes in. He's like, I'm still scared. I don't believe that. But uh, um, then we talk about it every every week. And then we also do like a romantic comedy one, romantic movie one called Romance in the Pod, where we because those are those movies are usually scarier than the horror movies. And then we talk about those uh, in the same way. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, The Thing is definitely my favorite scary movie. It's one I can watch over and over again. I love Kurt Russell in it. I love the plot. I love all the little details, love the effects, like love the soundtrack, love everything about it. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely a good one. I watched it for the first time actually last year. So uh-huh. I haven't watched the remake prequel one though, but I know you guys Page- didn't really like it. So. Paige made us watch. Yeah, I didn't like it as much. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the prequel, um, not as good as the first one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Oh, man. Good question. Uh, hmm. I guess it happened when I was like 12, 11, 12, 13. I didn't sleep much as a kid. And um, eventually when I got older, my parents were like, just do whatever you want. Like watch TV downstairs. Just don't wake us up. And I would watch, uh, like, I would watch any movie that uh, I'd never seen before, but like, mostly genre like science fiction, horror films. Loved being scared. I watched a lot of Monster Vision back then, if I'm going to age myself. Uh, and just really fell in love with like zombies and like, like silly horror and like, but also, also like really scary stuff. And then, um, growing up uh my cousins and i uh, it would spend summers at my grandmother's house and we would go to blockbuster and rent scary movies and like just scare the hell out of ourselves every every weekend or whatever that i was when i spent the night with my cousins at my grandmother's house uh and i was like it's like one of my favorite movies uh, uh memories growing up was watching movies with them and like my aunt and uncle and you know getting snacks and stuff uh, it was like a whole ritual it was great 
Awesome. Yeah. A lot of people come on here and they talk about going to the video store and seeing all the covers. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a thing of the past now, unfortunately, though we can't go on Netflix and they show all the covers. Yeah. Really freaky. So. And then they do the, like the clips over it, the, the trailers. Yeah, I have to but mute I, it because I don't want to. I hear hate it. that part. Yes, yeah. I like. Oh. <laughs> I like how Amazon does it, where you can like click on them, and be like, oh, this is an interesting picture, and then you can watch the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? Oh, um, that's. I think. I think. I think. Generally, I, I don't want to. I'll go. I won't go too into like. I, I work in mental health in my day job, but. Uh, like, so I'm not going to go too into that. I think one, I think horror is uh, a lot of movies. You can sit there. It's passive entertainment. Uh, you watch the story play out. Uh, and then like horror is one of the few genres where it's like kind of feels like a roller coaster. You're experiencing it together with the people in the room more. You're watching each other for reactions. There's more of a connection between the people watching than just the movie and the individual. I think that's one of the reasons. Uh, and then I think the horror community is great uh and people feel connected and there's like a with with the internet and stuff the advent of all that before it'd be like on the down low like oh me and my cousins like these movies but like do you, <laughs> have you guys ever watched this movie uh um but uh i i also think that you know uh a lot of people just love being scared they love weird stuff and there's nothing wrong with that and man, and then it's good for people with a lot of people like like facing their fears and stuff, but really, I think it's it's something you can experience with other people. Yeah, definitely. Our so best what, experience with other people. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so excited to finally get back to theaters. Oh, me uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what does scare you? Okay, so what really does scare me? This is no no secrets here. One spiders. I hate spiders. Mm, yeah. The highest movie I rated scary is Arachnophobia at the horror <laughs> version. Uh, and then I also have the, the slight fear of heights where I don't I get a little uncomfortable flying, like hiking. I love hiking and stuff, but like if I'm on like an edge, I'm like squeezing over to the, like I hiked the Grand Canyon and I was like terrified. Uh, but uh, yeah, so heights and spiders mainly, I think that's it so far. Okay. Oh, I'm sure there's other stuff that really, but those <laughs> terrify me. Oh yeah. Those are both reasonable. Um, <laughs> um, when I was in Israel a couple of years ago, they had us like basically scale down the side of a cliff without any safety gear. It was oh, terrifying. No. I was like, we are not in America anymore. Yeah, no, I would not do that. I'd be like, well, I guess I'll stay here or, you know, whatever. Um, so you're one of the co-hosts of the horror virgin, which is a podcast where you make someone who hates horror movies, watch the horror movies. And then you talk about them. How did you first become involved with them? So I, uh, knew Todd through a mutual friend. Um, I have a couple of, I have a couple of goddaughters and uh, he, he's good friends with the dad of them. And we would see each other at party, like Christmas party or Halloween party or things like that. And in, uh, in our little group of friends and um, he just text, just texted me. Um, and then uh, at the same time, uh, Clint had stepped down and they were looking for guests. And so we had, we had talked a lot at parties and he knew I loved movies uh, and horror movies because we had talked about it and he asked me to come on and guest and so I came on and guested and then we did a few more guests and then kind of just worked out from there nice so that's kind of mm -hmm. like the same way that Paige stepped in later yeah for sure yeah. awesome do you have an episode that you're most proud of oh man I really I, I mean I guess, I guess it all depends I really like the thing episode because it's my favorite one of my favorite movies I like the ghost encounters like special places in my heart I like the ghost encounters episode uh this is my first the thing because it's like my favorite 
Um, there's, I like really, I think the misery episode is like really funny. I think the shining one's good. Cause we like share a lot about ourselves. And then with like recently, I think like conjuring two is just like one of the funniest episodes we've done. Uh, but like, yeah, uh, I think those, I think that kind of, yeah. Conjuring two is probably the recently the one like I really like the most. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like that episode a lot. I just like that movie a lot and I'm really excited for the third one. Oh, we are too. We are too. We're doing like a meetup. I I'm know. Not- before I, together. <laughs> before I get there, God, come on. I, I know. We'll do another one. We'll do another one. I was like, we only have 20 people. This is ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> um, so if you're out there and you listen to the Horror Virgin, you know all about Mikey movies. So for everyone who's not <laughs> a fan yet, can you tell us what are some quintessential Mikey movies and uh, what a movie has to be to be considered a Mikey movie? Okay, great. Great question. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Mikey movies generally are movies that are completely bonkers, like made in the 80s, tons of cocaine, it's fuel. Uh, it, that's what it seems like. My favorite Mikey movie is House 2, which we did the episode on. I'm also really proud of that episode. <laughs> but I, people I know in my life have like listened to it and they're like, that's not a good episode. You, it's, everyone's just giggling and you don't understand what's going on. It's bonkers. But I think they're wrong. I think like, my <laughs> friends are wrong. Uh, and like just really weird stuff where like, it's kind of bad, but like it's so bonkers that you're just like here for it and laughing so much. And like you want to share this movie with your friend, like you'll never believe how bonkers this movie is. Please watch this with me. Uh, that's a quintessential Mikey movie. That's awesome. I haven't watched it yet because <laughs> I'm anything made in the 80s, I'm generally not a fan of. But House it's, 2 has been on my list for a little while. It's not as bad as you think. I mean, like, for problems but because it's so (laughs) house two is made for like children and like it it feels like a saturday morning cartoon and i talk about that in the episode but like in real life it's so it's so bonkers um i think it's streaming on hbo max right now if anyone wants to go watch it um i I would watch it with anybody (laughs) just at me and i'll come watch it with you guys slide into his dms (laughs) um do you ever get sick of that joke yeah, all the time. I get oh, sick of most sorry. of Todd's jokes. Yeah, no, it's okay. You're, you, it's your first time. I'm like, I get it, Todd. Just define me by my relationship status. I get it. I get it. I feel you. I feel you. I'm often single, so. <laughs> um, so I think I know I know what your answer might be to this, but who are your favorite horror directors? Oh, I love John Carpenter. Uh, man. Uh, I love James Wan. I like for modern stuff. Um are good questions that i have not prepared for i should have prepared more for this um <laughs> i'll cut out all the dead space so <laughs> yeah unlike your podcast there are cuts yeah john john carpenter is probably like my one of my favorite and then uh i like i love ridley scott and alien i think alien is like one of the like most perfect horror films yeah it's great um man I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with those three i'm just gonna go with the three and then and be done with it Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I like could, Alien I a lot. all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Alien a lot, but I mostly like it because of uh, Jonesy. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. makes sense. <laughs> so an article came out last year saying that horror fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror fans. Why do you think that was the case? Hmm. I think <laughs> probably because horror fans. Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, uh, there is a concept called stress inoculation which i'm gonna this is gonna be stressing and it's gonna sound like i'm pulling it out of my butt because i am uh and like where people like can kind of train to be stressed out 
and I think horror movies do a good job about that. Like you can artificially induce anxiety and stress, but also like the horror genre and like genre films definitely have dealt with pandemics before, definitely deal with like end of the world stuff before, definitely deal with the horrors of it before. Uh, and I think a lot of people who watch movies like this are like, what would I do if I was in this situation? So maybe that they had been down this road before and they're like, oh, this is a pandemic. We got to go get this, 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 and this. And then we have to like have this and this to survive. And maybe, maybe it's like living in their own movie. I, I, that's my best guess. That's what I'm going to go for. Awesome. Um, so that leads me into my next question. Has there ever been a situation, as you said, you're a counselor and uh-huh. a health counselor, mental health counselor in the Nashville area. Have you ever come upon a situation where before you go in, you're like, oh, I've seen this in a horror movie before. I know what to do. <laughs> oh, um, definitely, definitely. Well, yeah, definitely. Because I deal with a lot with like really severe and persistent mental illness and with like delusions and hallucinations and things like that. And some people like hallucinate demons or like delusional believe they're possessed, uh, things of that nature. And you're in your back of your mind, you're always like, well, what if I go in there and they're like really actually possessed, which is like such a weird thing, but like, <laughs> I haven't seen any of that yet, but like, I have definitely like felt like if I go in there and like, he like speaks to me in Latin and like knows my secret sense, then like maybe this is legit. Uh, but that's, that's, I'm trying to think of something. I've been in some like really creepy, um, went on this one call it was like in the in a rural part it like basically looked like texas chainsaw massacre like just the house like the people were super nice but the house was so creepy i was like this house is definitely haunted definitely definitely haunted <laughs> have you ever been to a haunted house before or anywhere that was supposed supposedly haunted yeah i've i, I well there's one there was like the local legend where i grew up outside of atlanta uh, of like, oh, there's this old house in the woods. And so like, we went out there and I was like scared to, I was scared to death that <laughs> wouldn't go in. And it was like pitch dark. It was like 2 a.m. I was like a teenager. So I've been to that one. I've been to, man, I've been to like some hotels that are like in New Orleans. And I go, and I t- taking the ghost tour anywhere, I think is always super fun. Oh yeah. That's what I'm doing when I go to Austin. It's so. like, so it was Savannah, Georgia. I've done the ghost tour there. And like New Orleans, I've done one. And Austin will be fun too. I think there's one, there's probably one here in Nashville. I should go on it. Yeah, I should I should try to find out because I don't know if I'm gonna have anything to do on the on the day on the second day that I'm there before. Oh I fly yeah, for at. sure. So yeah, it'll be super um, fun. It's yeah. crazy here right now. There's like so many people like flocking in. Uh, I know one of my friends tweeted at me that their friend in Nashville was complaining about all the tourists. So <laughs> I was like, sorry, I've been there before. I'm just flying through. Um, so how do you think that your background as a counselor changes the way you watch certain horror movies? Hmm. Man, you have really great questions. Uh, I, I think, um, especially in crisis counseling, I think, I, I mean, there's two things. I, I, I feel like I have, a, like I've dealt with a good sense of empathy. And so when, when characters are well-written in horror movies and like you can really empathize with them, I think movies are much scarier when you're like right there with them, scared to death. Uh, and, and I think, uh, as a counselor, that that helps me when I'm when I when I can develop like an empathetic connection with a character, uh, like you can develop an empathetic connection with anybody you're talking to, and I, I so I think that really helps me. And then just kind of understanding like emotionally what they would be going through, I I will say how my background has affected me watching films is that during the pandemic, especially in the the first six months, eight months. Uh, work was very hard. Uh, things were very scary, and I didn't enjoy watching horror films as much as I had uh, in the past. 
and that's definitely part of um i try to pick i try to pick sillier movies during the pandemic and then that's when we started romancing the pod too because i just i was like i need to talk about like lighter things and i was like i just i was having a hard time watching horror because i would just watch stuff to like like really happy stuff in my spare time now and i love i love horror and genre films but i was just like i can't do i can't do murder i can't do I can't do any of this stuff anymore. I need to I need to take like a timeout. So I had like a hard timeout. I think work really drove that because I was super, super stressed and burned out. Yeah, I can imagine. Your job sounds incredibly stressful, <laughs> especially during a pandemic. <laughs> I've had a lot of people say that they avoided horror movies for the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Meanwhile, I was like, I'll watch Outbreak. I'll watch Legion. <laughs> I know there's like all these like good horror movies were coming out. And I was like, I just like I put one on. And I was like, you know what? I just feel like I, I just need to take it. I'm like, I just want to watch like a cartoon now because I, I just want to <laughs> zone out. I've heard that people recommend like watching SpongeBob the movie. When... <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so two part question. What are your favorite horror movies that deal with mental health well? And what are the ones that deal with it really poorly? There. Oh, boy. There are so many. I might have to pull up the episode. There are so many that deal with it so poorly <laughs> and it's it's like so bad um man uh man at the top of my head i would say tons deal with it poorly because you know there's i, I can think of a good like i really like it follows and now she, she doesn't get like mental health treatment during the movie but it did like a really good representation of like trauma and trauma response and i remember going into that with Jen and, and I'm really happy of how the analysis came out uh, just because I thought that movie did like a fantastic job of showing being empathetic of someone who went through sexual trauma or trauma and uh, you don't get a lot of realistic aspects of that in movies um, it's easy. and I thought that did a great job um, as far as mental health professionals um, <laughs> well Dr. Loomis is one of my favorites but I mean like he objectively is a terrible counselor <laughs> Even though he is right, he's like lock him up and throw him and throw away the key. He shot him six times though. (laughs) It's like too far. Yeah, I guess. Uh, (laughs) um, And then, man, what are some other good representations? Oh, and it's like in every movie, and we talk about it a lot. Let me, let me, let me hold on. Let me, let me get a list. I'm gonna answer this question right. (laughs) (sighs) Such a good, good question. I have been going back and forth between sending questions to people beforehand and or not. I don't know. Maybe I should. I do better. I do better just like off the cuff, but okay. like, um, I, some movies do like, okay. So like signs, like hard does a really good job about showing how trauma affects you. Use a lot of final girls, a lot of protect, even male protagonists, um, have like a trauma in the past before they even go through the horror movie and i and, and it, it, it the movies do usually do like 20 minutes or a good job of setting up like here are the signs and symptoms of the, this trauma how it affects them and like overcoming this hardship helps them overcome this trauma that they went through and i i love that about the horror genre uh as far as like mental health representation like counselors there's like they're just usually so terrible <laughs> like just so so terrible uh it's kind of like it's kind of like all social services and like horror movies are bad like fire department police officers social workers like all of them are just like bad like we we recently did um what was the movie um 
La 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 The Curse of La Llorona. La Llorona. I can't I can't pronounce it. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible gringo. <laughs> and um like she is a like a DCS like social worker and like does a ter- like it's a terrible representation yeah. of that whole system like and I'm like none of this is realistic. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying um, that on the episode, but that movie was also just terrible. So yeah, so. very terrible. Um, but I, so the parts I like about mental health representation, like the symptoms, like you can tell people who wrote them, like have been through some shit and know how it affects you, and then um, you root for these people who have been hurt in the past to overcome this thing that could hurt them now. And I and I like that about the horror. Uh, generally, counselors are terrible, but Doctor Loom is probably my favorite. Yeah. Okay. You mean generally counselors in movies are terrible? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally counselors <laughs> in movies are like represented terrible. And yeah. are they are they usually the bad guy? Like it's like the twists of like yeah. we're part of the cult that's trying to kidnap you. And I'm like, oh man. Another yeah. another therapist on the bad. Didn't that happen in Halloween twenty eighteen? I think so. Yeah. 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 I was so mad when that happened. I was like, no, not oh, guys. This. Guys. Oh god. Well, and then like all the like haunted uh psychiatric hospitals and stuff they flash back and it's just like all right we're gonna solve half his brain to cure him and i'm like man i mean i know i know i know a lot of it happened but i'm just like not helping people go seek therapy now yeah definitely what do you think about the movie shutter island and how that portrays mental health oh man um i always i always joke around my boss like we need we need to pull shutter island where we all pretend to like be something to like get this guy to do what we want and they're like, no, that's terribly unethical and wrong and stupid. And then I'm like, I know, but you know, it just it's a cool movie. I, I love that movie. I love how it affects. Um, I love, I I love that movie. I haven't watched it in a while, and it's been it's probably been since it's probably been like six or seven years since I've watched it. Um, so I'm wondering if I watch it now, what the representation would be like. But um, I don't. I I one lobotomy is terribly wrong, but like his his trauma was so real and how he was dealing with that, and like and like just the representation of PTSD in general. Um, I think horror does it probably better than any other genre um, of what PTSD is like, the causes, the effects, um, and how that could affect your day to day. And I, and I, I love that about horror because it normalizes. And I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to it because not a lot of other movies have protagonists where like it's the movie starts with them having a nightmare about something that happened to them in their past that really affects them every day. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people out there who have that thing that happened to them and they wake up in the morning, they have those nightmares, they're reminded of it. Uh, and so I think they really connect with characters like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have nightmares after you watch all these movies? Uh, never about horror movies. I have, I, ha- I do have work nightmares. I have regular PTSD nightmares uh, oh. of just about like hard situations I've been through and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I have a therapist and we like, you know, we, we process all of it as you should do with something like that. Yeah. You start having a lot of those, you know, you gotta, you gotta seek help and you know, get somebody to talk to. Yeah. Everyone, if you're listening get a therapist, even if you think you don't need one, <laughs> yeah, everyone it, needs a therapist. We're all, you know, oh man, it's like that phrase. We're all human, human and works of, we're all works of art. No, that's Pro- not it. Pro- works of progress. Progress. We're all works in progress. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I don't do private practice therapy, so I don't have good private practice saying. <laughs> so what is your favorite subgenre of horror movies and why? It all depends on my mood. I love I love serial killer movies. Uh, I love uh, just because it's just fascinating and like it's like a true villain, quote unquote. Uh, and then it's usually a cat. And mouse. I like cat and mouse stuff. Um, 
love zombie films because one they're usually bonkers but also it's like <laughs> i like post-apocalyptic stuff so like it's all the it's all the check marks what's your favorite zombie Man. movie the original Dawn of the Dead, I think, is probably my favorite zombie movie. Okay. Um, Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. I just love it. I can go back to it. I can watch it. Now, it's it's aged. I, I like it better than Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Um, but I think it's my favorite. Cool. Uh, what else? I love zombie movies. Love ghost. So ghost things scare me more than anything. Like, I love haunted house movies. They they scare me more than the other movies. Uh, and, like, I love, like, a... Like, like a like a poltergeist or a haunted house because it's like oh those the, the jump scares and stuff they'll still get me you generally if i watch a horror movie if i ever watch it again i'm not as scared but like i love haunted house films and i i just really like that it's one of my favorite subgenres of uh horror it's my favorite to watch i think nice very cool uh so how do you decide what horror movie to watch when you're looking for something to watch for the podcast or just personally personally oh um generally i go with something i haven't seen before just because i want to i like i like watching like i consider one of my movies like to be a favorite movie if, they, if i can watch it over and over again because generally i just watch movies once and i'm kind of done because it's like okay i've watched it i've experienced it uh, i'll have to watch it again for the podcast but i like watching new things uh so i usually just seek out something that maybe has good buzz something like that and i'll be like okay this one people seem to like this one let's watch it and see what happens Nice. Did you watch Host last year? I did. I did. I really yeah. liked. There, there. We, we had some internal debate. Like, is it long enough to do an episode on, or like, can we do a special episode on it? But I, it yeah. was, it was scary. It scared me. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, because I watched it alone. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I watched it twice last year, and even the second time, it was still creepy. <laughs> so, um, so back when we were all packing into movie theaters, um, mm-hmm. have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Oh, I. There, I think I think the theater is like the perfect place for horror movies. Like it's the best way to watch them. Um, I think my favorite horror experience probably has to be the first Paranormal Activity that I saw in, in theaters. Oh, I'm so jealous! I didn't see that in theaters. Oh, it was, it was packed out, and, and like just to have a whole room full of like 200 people, no one's making a sound, and everybody's just super anxious, and we would all scream. It was a great experience. Um, that I used to work at a movie theater in high school and we watched one night at midnight. We did midnight showings for employees back then. And me and like five different employees or six, uh, we watched ghost of Mars and it was so funny. Cause that movie is pretty Mikey movie. It's bonkers. John Carver's ghost. Of Mars. It's so dumb. It. <laughs> it's, it's, it's men. It's like Mars is colonized and you would think it'd be like, about that but like, there's a zombie outbreak on the mars colony and that's what it's about and it is so bonkers and oh, we were all sounds- like laughing and like making fun of it it was a great experience uh what else um I'm trying to think uh hereditary was super scary in theaters. i was about to say i was like because i remember um, seeing that in theaters and i was like oh, that gosh. was really scary um did you see blair witch in theaters no i saw that on vhs uh, the after homecoming with like a group of friends. It was super uh, fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, uh, here in Nashville, we do this like twelve hours of terror every Halloween at the local in the, like the Belcourt Theater. Oh, cool! And I've done that a couple of times where they'll they'll just curate the movies and stuff, and that's been a really fun experience. Of like oh. horror lovers all there, they're they're picking different yeah. genres, different films, <laughs> and like I've had a really good time with that. That's awesome. That, mm-hmm. Do they just do that in October for Halloween? 
Yeah, and then they'll have like food trucks and like special oh. drinks and like all this fun stuff with it. You get oh. a T-shirt. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice. <laughs> so, uh, what movie are you most looking forward to seeing in 2021 that was delayed last year? Uh, I want to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, real. I love the original Ghostbusters, and okay. I'm really interested to see what they do with it. If it's supposed to be like a direct sequel. And like, has the original cast confirmed? But like, not like the trailer isn't. The trailers have not shown anything, so I'm like really interested in that. Uh, and I'm just like, I loved that movie as a kid, like <laughs> loved it. So I'm like a total fanboy. And I liked, I liked the uh, the new one, um, but that was like a reboot, and like it kind of missed the mark of like the thing that made the first one so funny is like everybody like just, all the characters took it so seriously. It wasn't like, and like it's so dumb. I. I I think Ghostbusters is so bonkers. Uh, um, so any Ghostbusters stuff, I'm there for. Like, I, can, I wish they would have kept going with the new ones. I wish all of it. I, I like I, any Ghostbusters movie. I am down for. Uh, so I'm looking really looking forward to that. Looking looking forward to Conjuring Three a lot. I know it's gonna be super yeah. scary. Uh, I don't know if that got delayed. Um, it was. It was supposed to come out last year. Okay. Okay. That's what I. That's what I thought. Oh, man, there's so much. Every movie I wanted to see last year got delayed. So, but th- I think those are the top two. Yeah. Because cool. I think awesome. the con- the first two Conjurings were like so good and so scary. Yeah, definitely. Especially there's so much going on in the Conjuring too. So, yeah, yeah. You're like 15 minutes in and like shit's flying everywhere. Yeah, it's like it's just so <laughs> terrifying. Are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like besides House Two? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a lot. All, most of the Mikey <laughs> movies, I would say. Um, man, I love Return of the Living Dead, and I, I and a lot of people do like it, but some people don't. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I like a lot of movies. Um, there are some I used to like the VHS series I loved in like college, and then when we rewatched it, I was like, "Oh, this is super problematic." Which I guess there's a lot of films like that that are, like just not age well that I loved at the time, and then like I watched them again, and I'm like, "Oh man, bad read for me." Especially doing a podcast, I'm like, "Oh, I love that movie," and then I like watch it, I'm like. No, you don't. Don't ever say that again in a public. Didn't that forum. happen recently on an episode? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I think Poughkeepsie tapes. I was like, yeah, I loved that when that. Well, because you watched and... a different version. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I watched it. I was like, oh no, I was a different person back then. I'm sorry. <sighs> um, let's see. Do you hold any unpopular horror opinions? Uh, I, uh, I think. Ooh. I think I do. Uh, I don't know how controversial to get here. Um, Just let it out. Let it out. I mean, yeah. horror fans are very forgiving for horror movies. And like, I think we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Because <laughs> there's, I like bonkers movies, but there's so many like mediocre movies that are just like not great or good. And so it's hard to find like the diamonds in the rough. But like people will like text you like 20 uh suggestions and like maybe one or two of those are good maybe one's great two or three are good and like there's like 12 or just like oh that's like the writings like i need the writing i need need to empathize with the characters i need to connect with the characters uh or and like so like we just need to hold ourselves to a higher standard that's all i'm saying i don't want to talk bad about the genre at all i think it's great i love horror fans but man there's a lot of bad horror movies (laughs) (laughs) that's understandable um if you could remake one horror movie which one would it be Oh man, oh, that's <sighs> probably man. If I could do it myself, 
That's a great question. Uh, man, uh, they live. I think they live is right for a remake. <laughs> like a modernized take of they live, I think would be great. Like a scarier one. All right, cool. I've never, I haven't seen the original, but. It's so fun. You should watch it. <laughs> okay, I'll put it on the list. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so my last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Ooh, oh man. <laughs> Definitely not Jason or Michael Myers because they can't talk or they won't talk. Like I need, I need, I need a lot of talking. So. But, or is that really good? Because then you don't have to deal with them. Talking. <laughs> I was going to say Hannibal Lecter because he's like really well-spoken and he probably has lots of good recipes like to try during quarantine. You just can't eat them because. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um uh i don't know uh i think i think that's my answer i'm gonna go with, i'm gonna go with hannibal lecter like if he was just like tied in like the spare room but you could go talk to him about stuff i think that'd be yeah. fun all right well thank you so much for being here this was so much fun do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and your podcasts on yeah the internet? um we are uh the hard version is harvirgin.com i think todd yeah. does all this uh, harvard.com <laughs> and it's at harvard on all the social media stuff we're on facebook we have a facebook group uh it's all super fun uh super it, it grew it's grown so fast the last couple last year that i'm having a hard time keeping up with all the everything so i apologize i try to like answer messages and stuff but like it's been really weird uh with it growing um which is good it's a great problem uh and you can find me personally i'm m randolph 24 on like all of the social media Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank, so much. thank you so much for having me. This was like so fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad we could finally schedule this time. Yes, thank you. I'm so sorry for being terrible. I've had it's been so stressful this year. I'm so. Sorry. I mean, you've had a lot of other things to do with the pandemic and being yeah. a mental health counselor, so it's fine. <laughs> All well, right. Talk to you, you soon. So yeah. Have a great day. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mikey Randolph. And thanks again to Mikey for coming on. I'm going to leave links to all of his socials as well as the Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod in the show notes in case you want to check those out if you don't already. Again, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes and you can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. Or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at hello at Who's Podcast.com. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.